0: Of life. Hidden in a nondescript warehouse, the last English speaking Americans remaining in Manassas, Virginia. Phil Worthington and Ken Kaplan tell it like it is. You are approaching the crossroads of honesty and idiocy. Welcome to You Heard It Here. ntnradio.com. I am your host Ken Kaplan, and I am joined by your other host, your Worthington. your co-host, co-host. That's right. Or the real host. I don't. We're know. getting a little bit, little taste of the summer today.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit warm. I had a thunder shower before I left to get here.
0: Really? Yeah. Mm. No, I was uh, actually. The, the bugs are in my I, house. I, I saw the weather forecast for today, and I, I made the uh, the move to shorts.
1: I see. I see that you. Yeah, finally I made the the
0: shorts, but I won't. But uh, but uh, it's going to be. But like, you're still wearing your Parker. So. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be 25 degrees cooler tomorrow. Yeah, that's the kind of weather it's, we have. Which is nice because I do have to mow my lawn. Yeah, that is that. You that's true. But I think it's supposed to rain the next couple days, Phil.
1: I can mow my lawn in the rain. You, really? It's better than the hot. Re- yeah, I guess. I guess. Now but, that I don't have any trees.
0: Yeah, that's kind. It's cool. not that
1: bad, you know. It's not like you yeah, yeah, big brushes. open
0: spaces. So yeah.
1: eventually, I'll put a cab on the track.
0: But anyway, so um. I'm going to ask you, Phil. Uh-oh. See what you think. I'm thinking. Is the Republican nominating process over with now? Only because the people in America are retarded,
1: mm-hmm. especially the Republicans. I,
0: you know, well, I, always, I, I don't want to give the liberals any credit. I, I, I would have to say the Republicans are almost as stupid as the liberals.
1: You know, I used to say, okay, I'm a conservative. I vote Republican mm-hmm. because they seem to be smarter than the liberals. What Trump has proven is they're actually just not. I yeah. mean, what happened, uh, I was listening to uh, Rush Rush Limbaugh on the way into the studio, mm-hmm. and he had a clip from something that happened out in Wyoming where some Trump reporters goes to Cruz, you know, nobody voted yet. You got all the delegates. You got all these delegates. How, how do you explain that? And he said, well, 65,000 people did in their, you know, local... Conventions. They have have little conventions, yeah. Right, they have all these little conventions. I was going to call them caucuses, but I know that's not right. Right. So thank you. Right? And he's like, so they did, and then we got the things based on that. She goes, but you didn't have a prime. They didn't have a primary. And he says, well, each state has their own way, and that's the way Wyoming does it. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, that's not fair, and you stole this, and blah, 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 blah. It's like, A... Learn the rule. If you don't like it, move to Wyoming. Vote to change it. Exactly. That's what I want. All these people that are complaining to do is move to that state, change it. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, is it just shows you how stupid people are. Donald Trump comes out and says complete lies, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, Donald Trump said it, so it must be true," because they're not. They're not. They're not party people. They're Democrats.
0: They're dumb. Actually, I heard something the other day, and I can't remember the name of the commentator who said this, but I actually think he hit on it. Because, you know, uh, Trump, Trump's been touting the fact that he's brought so many new voters into the, into the party to vote, and this commentator said <coughs> that if you, the, 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 if you take out the new people, Trump's losing badly. Yes. Okay, and he thinks the the people that Trump's brought in are the people who are just angry six pack Joes. Yes, you know, and that's what he's done. And they just they're so craving somebody that says the kind of things that he says, that talks off the cuff, and says things like that. That they're voting predominantly for him. Cruz is not bringing in that angry crowd.
1: No, true, right. Right, Cruz's angry crowd are the conservatives who've been angry with the Republican Party for years,
0: and, and, th- th- and for the most part, people that have always voted, right. And they just and people that will actually always vote, right, right. And and uh, and Trump's bringing in all these people that uh, are saying they're going to vote,
1: but probably right. won't.
0: They probably won't, and they just want to go there and be entertained by yes. by Trump, you know. And yes. they're coming in, they're voting just because they want to be part of it, but they won't be part of it in the fall. No, they won't, and they'll get, and they'll get, um, they'll get wiped out.
1: Right, Trump's right. going to get select in a general election.
0: That's what I think. Right on, now.
1: on, on, like, like he's Walter Mondale select.
0: You know, you know something. I got to ask you a question. I, I, I think Trump's one of the luckiest people in the world. He's had a lot of luck. I mean, he's had he's had some significant business failings. You know, and you know, and you know, he he basically started the collapse of Atlantic City. Yeah right. Yeah. And he's right. Had, or he doesn't. I mean, no he, one ever gives him credit he, for he, that. He's had. He always talks about his successes and everything, but he's had some significant business failings, and I don't hold that against. Way more failures. I, I, right. I don't hold that against him. But but he 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 tries to create this era, uh, this this whole um, uh you know aura. I'm sorry, aura of uh you know that uh, we win, 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 and that's just not true. It's just not been the way that it's been. Never has with him. No. So um, uh, he he he's. He's running a brilliant race because he's running as an entertainer. Yes. And it's brilliant. Yes. And, and, and the thing that Trump's, Trump's got is, even though a lot of people don't like Trump, but what he's got is he's got a fan base, and nobody else has a fan base.
1: Well, Hillary does.
0: Yeah, I don't I wouldn't call him a fan base. That that that's the that's the uh, next in line thing. And we which we've had in the Republican Party for a lot of years too.
1: You know, you you said something before we got on the show. Yeah. You said in New York you won everything but Manhattan.
0: Every county but Manhattan. Right?
1: right? Yep. And because Manhattan people know Trump the best.
0: Clearly. Yeah, you know, they actually they yeah, get it. I mean that's that's where most I mean. When you when you look at uh, Donald Trump and, it, and all his all his formative years, that was all work that was done in New York City.
1: Yes, and they know him the best, right? You know he he won my home county where yeah. where I'm from, right? You know my cousin sits on his town and I and I believe the county the county uh, Republican Party committee. Yeah, right? I think he's an alternate for that,
0: right? Mm-hmm. And he's been putting
1: up this big Trump stuff for weeks. Mm.
0: Well, where's that coming from? Now, there's a the guy's It's ob- coming from stupidity. But,
1: but, my cousin, I, as, as of right now, my cousin's an idiot. Yeah. You know, I, I you know.
0: But I, I would have expected your county to be a little bit more on the conservative side.
1: It used to be. But now yeah. there's a lot of idiots there.
0: Yeah, but uh, you'd still have to be a member of the GOP to vote because it's a yeah, co- close primary. That's why I asked <laughs> earlier. We
1: get a lot of people that in, in New York, you get a lot of people that join political parties in their counties. Mm-hmm. Not so much because they're Republicans, right? But because they want a job for the water authority, or they want a job. You know, mm-hmm. if you want a job in public county county parks, you join the Republican Party. If you want a job in county highway, you join the Democrat Party. You know, so there's okay. a lot of people there.
0: That aren't that aren't true to their party affiliation. No,
1: their right. party affiliations was I needed that to get the job. Right. But you know what? But your county is very. Uh, I'm from Suffolk like, County. For anybody that wants right. to know. Right. your
0: county tends to be pretty negative towards Manhattan people. Right. Yeah. Well, yes. Right. But that's That's one of the reasons yeah. I left, though. Yeah.
1: One of the reasons I left. See, and this—if you live in a small county. Right, And it's a lot of this is going on in Delaware and even some of the counties around here, mm-hmm. Loudoun County, Warren County yeah. in Virginia, um, Fakir County in Virginia. They're all getting all these people moving in. And right now, everybody's saying, man, it's great. I can sell my farmland for all this money and there will mm-hmm. be houses and there'll be better jobs and I'll be living rich and all this stuff. But what happens is, is there comes a point where all of a sudden you've let in all these idiots. Right. You've let the suburbs move in, and once the suburbs moved in, you're doomed. Yeah. That's why I left New York. It wasn't because I don't love where I grew up. It is beautiful. There is a lot of good people there. The problem is, is that all of a sudden, it became a suburb of New York City, 77 miles out. Wow. A suburb because, yeah. you know, now the cars are better. People don't mind sitting in them. Right. And what happens is, is all of a sudden you start getting outvoted. My town, my county was Republican for years and centuries. Yeah. Literally Mm -hmm. a century. Right. And then all of a sudden Western Suffolk became a suburb of New York City. And then all of a sudden now it became fights and it kind of goes back and forth. There's a lot of back and forth. My town was my town. It used to be the Republicans ran it for I can't even tell you how long. Yeah. Every now and then you'd get a Democrat, like every twenty years, right? You know, as a as a oh hey because you're between guys. One guy was retiring in the Republican Party, and they all got together and, and managed this. Now it's 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 votes liberal, it votes Democrat because all these people that are moving in, all those people that are buying your farm. To put their houses on, they're overpaying you. That's why you got to leave. You don't stay. Yeah. Because all of a sudden you have now, what used to be two votes and they were conservative of farmland is now becoming 700 votes of Democrats.
0: Well, so, city so, so let me ask you a question. Uh, I mean, it was my presumption that Western New York was still pretty conservative. <sighs> Not so, huh?
1: Not real- it's becoming less and less
0: really it's- beca- uh, that's where I thought that Trump would have trouble
1: you know I'm surprised he did as well as he did upstate, yeah, but you know that's that's what goes back to your saying though is trump's Trump's a celebrity he's not right you know okay and 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 because the media knows see this is what's scary it's because the media knows they can destroy Trump. Oh yeah, they are hiding all that and pushing just like they did with Romney.
0: Yeah, they're saving it.
1: They're saving it, right? And you know, you get out there and they're they're over. My sister and my sister's a lib, yeah, who lives upstate New York. You know, and she has all these things about how evil Ted Cruz is, right? Because they're just whatever Trump says, whatever lie he says, they're just carrying. It. And the people up there are like, oh, that must be true. And she has this thing about how Ted Cruz hates New York.
0: Right, because he made one comment. Because he
1: made one comment. Right. And you know what? I'm from New York. I matter of fact, I'm more New York than anybody that my family my mother's family settled Brooklyn. F you if you think you're more New Yorker than me. Right. My father's family has been there since the Stone Age. Um I agree one hundred and twenty percent with what, what Cruz
0: said. Yes, that's that's his backrooms. I think most people knew that. I I was actually surprised that that New York took it the way they did. New New York values, when you're talking New York values, it was clear he was talking about the liberals that have dominated the city. Yeah, and destroyed the city. They destroyed New York City. Yeah. So, um, I I don't know. People seem to take that to heart and were upset. And I even noticed it in some of the supposedly more conservative media. But even they they were all outraged by the... uh, by the comment. But I think it's a little ridiculous. So anyway, uh we're gonna head out to a break. When we come back, I'm gonna be politically incorrect. So and we I know, I like we, when you're like that. We know we know Phil is always politically incorrect, but I'm gonna actually take a I'm gonna dip a toe into those if, waters.
1: If you support Trump, you're an idiot. I just wanna throw that there out. There
0: you go. All right, we'll be back in this out of break. Welcome back to you heard it here on ntnradio.com. Um I I don't generally <laughs> pick on disabled people. No, that's usually me. That's that's usually that's usually you. Yes. I I'm not going to specifically pick on disabled people, but you know, we kind of went through a transition where in this country from the 80s to the present, where we've tried to like mainstream People of all types and not, you know, specifically treat people um, different. And, and by different, I mean treating one class of people with different benefits or privileges and things like that. Right. And the one area that seems to be an exception seems to be with disabled people. Now, I understand, you know, you might need some help getting around because you're disabled. The parking. Uh, yeah, parking. I don't hold it You know, the, I, I, the, I, the yeah. ramps. You know, a yeah. lot of that stuff I'm yeah. all for. Yeah, right. I don't, I don't have any problem with any of that stuff at all. Right. But where it gets starts to get a little bit iffy, I think, is when they started on, uh, when you're applying for a job anywhere, making you uh, identify... You know, if you're disabled and what your disability is and that being a, the only reason that they would collect that information on job applications would be if they were going to be used that as a preferential treatment. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm of the mind that when it comes to certain things in life, you should not treat different people differently. You should treat them the same. I mean, I think most disabled people want to be treated equally. Right. Yeah, most do. Most do because as long it, 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 as long as you you single out a particular group of people for special treatment, you're saying they're different. Yeah, and there, there's there's a reason. You that know, they're equality different. is it, treating people
1: the same mm-hmm. isn't always treating people equal.
0: No, I agree. I agree with that. You, you I, I I agree with that. But I just feel like um, you know, you should not give one group of people. Like, here's something, and I don't know where you're going, but I'm
1: just going to throw out something that really pisses me off.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? And if it comes out that I'm picking on disabled people, I'm sorry, that's not the intention. Right. I don't like when on a job application somebody says, oh, there's a spot to mark off whether you're disabled to get that quota so to speak, right. of disabled people, but yet you can't say, well, I don't want to hire somebody because they're disabled. Right. Like, you can't have your cake and eat it, too.
0: No, you can't. You can't. Um, and, But but what, what bothers me is that it, it appears to be preferential treatment, and like I said, I don't mind helping people out with things like, you know, getting around and parking and all the issues associated with somebody getting to a job. I don't even mind if you, you know, you were to say that if somebody was disabled that that you'd, you know, give give them... You know the ability to have special work hours or something because right. some people have, have to go. You know, have to have some sort of physical treatments and things yeah, like that. exactly. I don't mind any of that, but I I mind when you're going to give somebody preference over somebody else for a job. And then now apparently the, the the and and I read this story and I thought, wow, this is like amazingly incredible. But last week the Obama administration started sending out letters to about four hundred thousand people with permanent disabilities. And by the way. Um, A permanent disability is such a generic thing. I have a permanent disability. I have a 60% disability in my left shoulder, and that's considered a permanent disability, mm-hmm. right? But uh, but that's not going to buy me anything. But in any case, they're actually sending these letters out to these people to tell them that their um, student loans can be forgiven. And apparently there's a program out there... um. Where they sent these letters out, and one hundred and seventy nine thousand of them, so nearly half of them uh, were already in default on their student loans, and the letter basically tells them that you can uh, join this program and have your student loan debt forgiven well you know that, that they don't they don 't do that for people that don't have the money if they're if they 're healthy um, but what we 're going to do is we 're going to forgive almost, a, you know, nearly nearly a half of a million people of their student loan debt while there's a lot of people that, you know, and, and apparently it doesn't even really matter whether or not you have the financial means. You, you know that one of the big problems we have in the U.S. right now with student loan debt is people don't pay their student loan debt back even though they can afford to. Right. I mean, that's the biggest problem. Yeah. The biggest, listen, I had student loan debt. I did too. You know what? I got out and I paid it. Yep like I uh, like you know you would hope that most of the people would do but apparently that's not the case or at least hasn't been the case for millennials well you know millennials well, have millennials have decided that they can just ignore and, I, and I'm not saying I don't want to say blanket all millennials cuz that's not true but apparently it's the biggest problem with student loan debt is the number of people who have just chosen even though they got jobs to to, to not pay back their student loan you, debt
1: you know and I agree. I, I agree one hundred percent. And I don't care, you know. I, I don't even like the fact that teachers give forgiven of student loan debt. I agree. You know, that's a good job.
0: Mm-hmm. Pay back. In, in some places, it pays very well. I imagine in New York, it pays quite oh, well.
1: My, my my mother made a lot of money teaching. Yeah. My sister makes a ton of money teaching. Yeah. Y- you know.
0: Why Why would their student? I, loan I be used to it?
1: only date teachers.
0: Yeah, yeah, because they, they're they it
1: was it was a great
0: job now, with I, retirement now, now, and benefit. Yeah, now I can tell you that when and I was when, a small business owner, when I was younger, teachers were not compensated very well. Yeah, they, they weren't, but that's changed a lot in the last thirty years.
1: Uh, now, I, now, from what I hear, Virginia, they're not as compensated as well.
0: Uh, it depends on where you are. But I, it I know where you are. I know some of lot. the counties around here pay very, very yes.
1: well. There's a lot of money in teaching,
0: and there, there can can yeah, be you know, what, and, what, and, I, and I and I don't I don't um, hold that against them. You know what? It's probably not the most pleasant job. I have no problem with them paying teachers well. No, I don't even a problem. But if you're going to forgive their student loan debt, I
1: have a problem if you go to pay them it, well it, and forgive their student loan debt.
0: Right. It doesn't make any sense. Does right. It? right.
1: I, you know, it's like I, I hate quoting this as a news source. Yeah. Right. Because it's very sketchy. Yeah. But the New York Times had an article. Yeah. And it was pretty much it was a guy, a millennial who took over a millennial business. Mm-hmm. A, a news organization that was set up to, to cater to millennials, and all about his problems running the business because millennials have such an entitlement problem. Yeah. And, like, they feel like you shouldn't be able to fire them because they lied to you and all this kind of right. – he had one employee come in and tell him, oh, my God, my good friend back home died and blah, 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 and he said, hey, take all the time you need. He said, I was trying to be the fair boss, the boss that we all strive to want to be. Mm-hmm. He says, and I had no problem with it. The guy was gone. He goes, and then a week and a half later, about a couple days after he got back, he goes, I read an article on this blog site about how um, I took off a week from work, but I lied to my boss and told him I was going to my friend's funeral so I could build my a tree house because I felt that was a good way because I was too stressed off at work.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's unbelievable.
1: He goes, and then I couldn't fire the guy. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and 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 that's just that's you know, that's just a problem. People believe they should be handed all this stuff. Millennials think they should be handed all this stuff. You know what? My father always taught me it's so much nicer to buy something when you earn it or to have something when you earn it. Sure. You worked hard for it. Whether mm-hmm. you build it yourself, whether you paid for it yourself. Yeah,
0: there's a sense of pride.
1: There's a sense of pride.
0: Right. These, these, these kids. They don't have it anymore. They don't have it. No, they don't have it anymore. They're, it's we've definitely become an entitlement society.
1: Right. And, you know? and they feel like, oh, my God, you, you should give me a job. Yeah. You I shouldn't have to work. I shouldn't have to pay back my still. Did you not go to
0: college? Yeah, right. You know what you know how I paid for college? I worked my way through it. Oh, well, I I had a combination of working through it and student loans.
1: Right, I, right. Yeah. So did I. I yeah. had I came out a bunch in debt yep. and I worked forty hours a week while taking nineteen credits a semester.
0: Right. Yep. It's not different it's a different world, Phil. And you know when when I used to hear when I used to hear my parents say what a different world it was it was uh, that we grew up in, compared to what yeah, they yo grew was up like, in. shut up all people, yeah, exactly, shut up all people. But now, you know, I'm the person saying it now.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna say a curse word here on the show. Okay. Uh, we had a we had a producer for another show on the network, and his nickname was Durka. That was the curse word. Durka. <laughs> Durka. <laughs> but Durka put up on his Facebook something that, especially, it doesn't surprise me because Durka's is a bit of a conservative, mm-hmm. right? But but what he put up, he said, you know, everybody's talking about forgiving student now Durkin went to a trade school he right. didn't go to college he went to a, a right. trade school right. he said everybody's talking about forgiving college student loans he goes so he goes i guess your liberal arts degree is much better than my you know car fixing degree and stuff like that like you don't hear them talking about oh hey let's forgive the student loans of the guys that are welders or plumbers or you know i mean they're trade school guys yeah I, actually
0: i think this program would pay for it if you're disabled it oh. wouldn't matter any student loan that you've got in there, as long as you are, you know, um, you know, as long as long as you are officially, you know, disabled, you know, permanently disabled, that uh, you're a- allowed to do that. You know, and the only thing they say in this program is that there's a three-year monitoring period, and if you earn above a certain threshold, then you might have to start making payments again. But they don't, they don't really mention. You know what that level is because a lot of these people that aren't paying already make above that level, right? You know, so uh,
1: yeah, anyway. that just pisses me. Off.
0: Yeah, so I mean, it's you know, it, it, there, there, sometimes political correctness gets in the way of people being successful. Yeah. You know, if you if you're going to carry the reason we have an entitlement society is because we carry people. Yes. And and I think that if you're going to continue to 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 do that, you're going to continue to build on that entitlement society. Eventually, you won't have any people who just work, and and then you'll be called Greece. Yeah, they, exactly. You'll be Greece, exactly. You know, I, I can't. I, I imagine that it probably won't be long before we start, you know, seeing people arguing that we should be retiring at fifty. I'm all for you know, it. like they do. <laughs> yeah, but like they do in Greece. <coughs> Yeah, you know, yeah, no, you're right. So, uh, and we know how, that, how well that works. So, Well, everybody's doing great in Greece, But, right? you know, we, we talk about being, a, you know, that we're, we're a democratic republic and, you know, uh, you know we're capitalistic and, you, you know, you work, you can go as far as you want to go by, work, by hard work. And yet we're creating, uh, we're creating this sort of background society of people that think they're entitled and they don't, they, they don't want to work. For, right? and they don't want to be cared for. They don't want to be cared for. And what are we going to do when there aren't any people to work? Well, that's kind we're, of... Where, where's the Social Security payments going to come from for me and Phil? You, me, me, I, I'm so, not even
1: planning on them being there for
0: me, me, me. sooner. Me sooner. Right, but <laughs> I'm
1: not even planning on them being there
0: for Well, you've got to have... I mean, it used to be that for everybody collecting Social Security, there were... Uh, I think there was seven workers, okay? Yeah. There were seven workers for every one person who was collecting Social Security. And now there's four people collecting Social Security for every one person who's contributing to the yeah. fund. And it's not sustainable and creating a society of people that come walk around with their hands out all the time is, is not a, uh, it's, it's not a recipe for success. Like you said, it's a recipe for Greece. And even though, like I said, I, w- I started it by saying, we claim that we're, you know, a, a, a democratic Republic and that we're, uh, a, a, and we're a capitalist society. But what we are is we're creating a shadow socialist Republic right now. Yes. So, Anyway, so, Phil, what are you going to talk about on the other side of the break?
1: You know, on the other side of the break, and, Ken, I don't know how much you've been following this, but I want to talk about a loser named Conor McGregor.
0: Oh. He's oh, a I, UFC. I, 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 He's I, ha- a- I have followed a little bit of this, but uh, I'll be curious to see what your take on it is. I know it'll be, I know it'll be exactly totally one-sided.
1: Yeah, it'll, you know me.
0: It'll be fair and objective. Yeah, that's right.
1: Uh, no, I want to talk about the big controversy that's going on that, like, every day in the news keeps... Recycling. I thought, oh, this will blow over. I thought it was a scam. He announced his retirement. He says he's back. He's this, he's that. You know, he got his, I guess Nate Nate Diaz beat him so bad, it knocked all the brains, what little brains he had out of him. <laughs> or uh,
0: scrambled him. Completely. Right, he
1: scrambled him or he choked him out of him or something. Uh, so uh, I'm going to uh, talk about the brain-dead Conor McGregor. I'm looking forward to it. Back here on you heard it here on NTNRadio.com. Ken, I, I know you used to follow the UFC and mixed martial arts, and I yeah, know very much so.
0: Of- I was very much into it in the earlier days, and it, when it started getting a little bit too much, like I thought, too much like the WWF, yeah, too much like the WWF. So that's I, exactly yeah. what happened this week. Yeah, and that in that that kind, of, I, I don't, I don't like the trend. I think that um, you know, I, in the early days, in the early days of the UFC, I thought Dana White was a genius. And then I think the problem was is that he decided that the he the, was a genius. He, yeah, he decided he was a genius, and he thought the best way to do it was to be, become, you know, ba- basically become the WWF, and he'd make more money, and it, it's worked for him.
1: Yes, it has. So there's this guy, Conor McGregor.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Conor McGregor is a is a good fighter. Mm-hmm. It's not, I, you know, everybody says pound for pound he's one of the greatest of all time. No. He's a good fighter that got a great push from the UFC. He got to fight a whole bunch of nobodies and then never fought the champion to get the championship belt. Right. Right? They stripped the guy who was the champion of the belt because he had some injuries and stuff. So he got this belt, and he got a push, and he fought a bunch of nobodies. And anybody who tells me he didn't, he fought... Uh, Dennis Seaver, who is on definitely on the backside of his prime, and wasn't even a big guy in the beginning. You know, he he really hasn't fought a lot of people that I'd say were make puts him in the greatest of all time bracket.
0: Right? Yeah. yeah. None, of that, none of that to be the best, you got to beat the best, right?
1: Right. That that didn't happen with Conor McGregor, and anybody who says it this obviously mm. knows nothing about the UFC. Right. They're probably Trump supporters. Mm. <laughs> but so last week he has a big match come he got his ass whipped a couple months ago by Nate Diaz right right who you know who came in short notice took the fight they did it at 170 which neither of them really had to cut for mm-hmm. because diaz took it on 11 days notice right right and he took it against quote you know, the baddest guy. And McGregor talked all this stuff about how he's to knock him out and Diaz should thank him because he was getting this paycheck because of McGregor, blah, 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 blah. And the guy was a show-off loudmouth, McGregor. Right. He He enjoyed every minute of that world tour, Taking, you know, saying all this stuff, flashy cars, private jets. He was the Ric Flair of the WWF. Right. $1,000 suits, you you know, Ric Flair, $25,000 shoes, $5,000 this, you know, $100,000 haircuts and all that crap. And McGregor Mm -hmm. was living it up. Then he got into a ring with a guy named Diaz and he couldn't knock him out. Right. And Diaz, once he got his rhythm going, because he had some rust because he took it on 11 days. Right. Started beating him up and then choked him out. Right now he lost. Mm-hmm. He demanded a rematch, and they gave it to him. Diaz didn't really want it, but he's like, you know, I fight for a living; I don't care.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And literally, and I'm not and, even and, and, making and, that up. That's what the Diaz brothers are. Yeah, I mean, and it's, a, and, and
0: it's a good payday for them. Too. And
1: it's going to be a good. It's going to be a good payday for him. Right. So McGregor didn't want to do the promotional tour, like every other fighter and every other. Mm-hmm. And you wanted to make the big bucks, you got to do the tour. Mm-hmm. And then he demanded that, he, he claimed that he made the company $400 million, which I don't really believe it, mm-hmm. in the last two and a half years or whatever.
0: Right, he might have made Tap Out $400 million Right? on t-shirt sales.
1: Well, no, because the WWE has the Reebok thing, so you can't even do that. Like you don't have to find your own oh, you sponsorship you, anymore. You can't. I okay, mean, can't, you can't
0: sign a deal with Tap Out.
1: You can sign a deal, but not in, you don't wear it in the ring anymore. Now it's all right, UFC. Right. Right. I'm
0: just saying sales for. But
1: tap out. but but pretty much pretty much you know there were the pay per views, but mm-hmm. you're not the only fighter on the card, right? You know, you're not the only. Uh, the WWF was. I mean, the WWF. The UFC was selling <laughs> because that's what it's become. Yeah. The UFC was selling pay per views even when you weren't in them. Right. You know, surprise. Right. Uh, And they were still making the same money or close to it. Mm -hmm. You know, you have a small base of Ireland. You're not ruling the world, buddy. Right. Um, So he demanded more money. He wanted way more money than what they offered him. Right. When they said no, he said he quit. Came out, made this announcement, he quit. After the fight had been scheduled. After the fight had been scheduled, the fight's now 10 weeks away, and he, he quit. Right,
0: which makes him look kind of cowardly.
1: cowardly he, he's scared of Diaz. Diaz is going to whip his ass again. Right. You know, now he's fighting out of his weight class, so he's not going to lose his belt. Mm-hmm. Right? But now, also, everybody's seen how to beat him. Yeah. You know, when you're that unbeaten guy who's beat up a bunch of nobodies, and people see how to beat you, mm-hmm. right? But to make him look more douchey. So then he came out, and he had this 670-some-odd word explanation about why he quit, why he retired early. Right? He came out and said, hey, I'm going to retire early. It's the right thing to do. And then he came out and he said, well, I made them all this money. They need to pay me more. I don't, I'm a pro fighter, and the only reason I lost to Diaz is because I didn't get a full camp in and, you know, all these flying around the world and these press events and all this other stuff that every other fighter on the ticket does. Right. It's not like it's just you. Mm-hmm. And Diaz took that fight on eleven. He didn't get no full camp either.
0: Right. Yeah. He got nothing.
1: He got nothing. He got, hey, next week, go stomp a mud hole in this Irish guy. Right. And right. he did. Right. Right? And, and and so he said he was retiring because of that, but he'll be back. So the UFC said, fine. Dana White said, F him. hmm You know, oh, we'll let him back in someday, blah, 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 because Dana White's smart enough not to close the doors, mm-hmm. you know, Blah, 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 because there'll be a big payday if the guy ever comes back. Right. To make himself look even more douchey, uh, on Saturday, I believe it was, it might have been Friday, he announced that he's back on the card for, Conor McGregor tweeted out that he's made reprimands with the UFC and he's back on the card for UFC 200, do, which do is you the think fight. He,
0: Do you think he got the money he wanted?
1: No. Okay. Well, the UFC came out and said, we didn't make reprimands, and he's not on the card. He missed the mandatory this, and he missed that, and he missed all these deadlines he
0: had to do. And he said, I have no idea what he's talking about. Did they replace him on the card? With they
1: didn't them? because pretty much who wants to fight Nate Diaz.
0: Okay, so they just well, canceled that and, fight. And
1: Nate Diaz said he didn't really want to f- take the fight anyway. So, so they,
0: they replaced that fight with another. Yeah,
1: like, they're replacing that fight with another fight. Yeah. But this guy missed his deadlines to have his paperwork in for his drug testing and all this kind of stuff. Right. And now Nate Diaz trainers accused him of doping. I believe. I believe it was blood doping. Uh-huh. That's steroids, right? Right. It might have been it might have been some kinda of, you know, some kind of banned substance. Mm-hmm. And it started coming out that maybe he retired so he didn't have to do the mandatory drug testing. Oh. The random drug testing that they have, mm-hmm. and he say, "Oh, that's not it." Blah 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 blah. I just think the guy got his ass whipped, and he's scared. Right. And now they're talking about stripping him of his belt, so he goes back to being a loser, nobody. Right. Drinking pints in Ireland, fighting with his right. friends. Right.
0: And he probably spoke to his accountant and said, "You can't afford to turn this fight down."
1: Right. Not at the lifestyle
0: you're living. in right. that house and right. this that
1: and the other thing, right. you idiot. Yeah. And the UFC is pretty much giving him the not too bad. You shut your you let your alligator mouth right to check your canary ass couldn't <laughs> cash. <laughs> and all these people are like, well, you know, he they should let him back in. And I'm like, no.
0: Yeah, why should they? Why? Right.
1: You know what? The UFC does not revolve around one person. Right.
0: No, it shouldn't. It's, it, it shouldn't. No, no sports should.
1: No sport should. Yeah. You know, and, and it's just amazing how much of a douchebag the guy came off to be. He was the people's champ. He was the Ric Flair. Yeah. And he and he tried to be Ric Flair, mm-hmm. but the difference is, is Ric Flair was in a promotion that was fixed and they admitted it.
0: Right. And nobody
1: cared because they admitted right. it. Right.
0: It was entertainment.
1: You're in the UFC. Undefeated streaks don't last forever there. Nobody's undefeated for long. Right. You know, and you got to fight these guys, and they're guys that are going to clean your
0: clock. Yeah.
1: So I just think it's hysterical how... You know, within a week, he retired, unretired. You know, I retired because I'm I'm through with this. I've done all I can, and then it was like, well, here's my real reasons. Cool. And I'm greedy, and I'm a jerk, and I'm lazy, and I don't want to do the. I got my pretty much what it comes down to is he got his ass whipped. And he ran his mouth so much before it mm-hmm. that he needed to have an
0: excuse. So, do you think they'll reschedule the fight with him and Diaz?
1: I don't know. I think hmm. I think there might be. You know, Dana White never closes the door, and I'm sure they will mm-hmm. eventually, but uh, I don't know. I yeah. don't know if D- Diaz didn't really want to fight Diaz, like, I beat him. Why should I fight him again? Right. Right. Um, they're not in the same weight class. They're not fighting for a belt. I right. mean, if they're fighting for a belt, Diaz would take it. Yeah. I just would like to see Diaz do it again to see him, watch him get his ass whooped, but I'd much <laughs> rather Conor McGregor fight somebody and lose his belt. Right. If They don't strip him, but they should because he retired. Right. So who knows? It's become it's become the WWE.
0: I, I, he, Dana White has the, gotten what you were scared yeah, of. No. Has happened. I, I think that's what they. I think that's what they wanted. I think that what they wanted. I think they thought that. You know, I remember in the early days when they were saying how UFC had become the fastest growing sport in the U.S. in, in terms of fan popularity, and I think that started to plateau out and and. Uh,
1: and they started giving push to uh, I, like, I
0: think Dana White sat down with Vince McMahon and said, How do I make this uh how how do I, how do I make, <coughs> make this a you know, a huge, huge business like I want it to be? And he said, You know what? You gotta add some entertainment to
1: yep. it. You know, here's the other thing. I have one other bitch about the UFC while, oh. while I'm on that topic. Right. There's a fighter, Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson,
0: mm-hmm.
1: who is by far the best pound for pound fighter in the world. Okay. Matter of fact, he's probably the best fighter in the world. You could probably, He'd probably win the heavyweight title if you threw him in, and he fights at 125.
0: Okay. So what is that, featherweight they consider that? straw Phantom? Strawweight? Whatever. Okay, I don't know.
1: Featherweight? Maybe it's featherweight. I don't okay. know. I'd have to look it up. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not good with that stuff. I know the weights.
0: That's, right, right.
1: But he has dominated everybody, mm-hmm. number ones, number twos. I mean, they have nothing for this guy.
0: Striker or grappler? He's both. Okay, so he's a well-rounded fighter.
1: Well-rounded fighter does not make mistakes. Carry a pace that even their best number one contender, who is a phenomenal fight, who probably is the number two fighter pound for pound in the world. Yeah, and will never get any respect because he can't beat this one guy. Right, and then they come out and they say, "Well, John Jones is the best pound for pound fighter." I've seen John Jones get his butt whipped by Alexander Gustafsson and. Because he was the champ, they they gave him the title and stuff. Nobody has come close to even slowing Mighty Mouse down, and uh, you know he gets no respect. And I'm just Mm. a little bitter about that.
0: You know the big, and I don't
1: like him as it's not like I'm a fan. I don't like him as a
0: person. It's one of the sad things about all uh, all all types of. what what do they call that? Pugilistic things. The big yes. money's the big money's always in the top of the ranks, right? It's always the heavyweights. It's always the heavyweights. Uh sometimes it's light heavyweights, but it's always on that top. It's weighted way towards yeah. the top. I think probably the one you know would uh one uh there 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 was a period of time during the nineties when welterweights were real big, you know, during the Sugar Ray Leonard yeah. days and,
1: and that's kinda that, what and it is right now in the in the UFC. The cream of the crop seems to be between 145, where Conor McGregor is, mm-hmm. uh, the 155, 170, 185, and 205s. Right. You know, that's. I don't want to say the cream of the crop. That seems to be where all the attention
0: is. Mm-hmm. But the money is still in the fights at the at the heavy ends. That's where the money.
1: Yeah. that you know? the two the 205 guys make more money than yeah, the other guys. Yeah. And. Uh, and they get the more prestige. Where I think Mighty well, Mouse, the, Well, they
0: do because it's like being the world heavyweight champion was always the biggest thing right. you could be, right? Right. Yeah. Didn't matter if you were the best fighter. You know, no. I remember when Sugar Ray Leonard was the the world welterweight champion. It doesn't get the same credibility that the heavyweights got.
1: Mike Tyson yeah. was always better than anybody else. Yep. Exactly. You know. So exactly. I just, I just, I, I've been hysterically laughing at what's going on with Conor McGregor and stuff in the UFC, and I hope Dana White is smart enough to. Use Conor McGregor as an example to his other fighters to say, mm-hmm. "Hey, I don't tolerate. You're not going to bully me, right? And, you know,
0: yeah. I'd, I'd let him sit out for a while. I, 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 I would I'd say, let, let him stew. Let him know who's in charge. Right.
1: Let, he needs a lesson.
0: Right. Okay. All right. Well,
1: no. So that's that's where I am. Ken, what are you going to do after the break?
0: Well, you know what? Um, I don't. I, I love when liberals come out and tell us how the world's coming to an end. I truly believe that. And this all started... um, Earth Day? This all started Earth Day. Exactly right. Started Earth Day, the first Earth Day, which was 1970. And uh, I was only 13 years old at the time, and Phil was... Minus two. Minus two, right. And uh, uh, they came out with a bunch of predictions. We're going to talk about those predictions, see how well they did on the other side of this break. Welcome back to You Heard It Here. You know, I, um, I, I, I love this story. I came across this story. We, you know, we just recently had our Earth Day. Did uh, we? Number 26. We <laughs> re- recently had it. And, uh,
1: wait, 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 wait. Yeah. It was, first Earth Day was in 70.
0: 36. Then. F- 46? 46? Wow. Because I'm 43. And I was born in wow. 72. Wow. Wow. Oh, God. I can't believe it's that long ago. It's sad, <laughs> you were like, that I can Earth day remember. 26. I'm like, I, I can that remember That was like I could remember the first Earth day. I do. not You know, and yet you had a lot of people drinking Cokes and walking sitting around holding their I hands. like to yeah, teach right. the word right. to say. And um you know, right now we're we're kind of b- besieged by people who, you know, claim that you know, uh, that we're going through climate, we're going through climate change caused by human interaction, and that they they talk about it like it's fact and everything it tells what's going to happen. Miami's going to be underwater, and all this stuff. So I thought when I came across the story, it' be a good thing to talk about because it shows you exactly what the far you know left wing radicals, how good they are predicting. You know what's going to happen, so you. How take, smart
1: they actually are?
0: No, because the, the, they they just say things. They're they're climate alarmists. I love that term because that's exactly what they are. So here, here's some of the early climate alarmists, and you can find out what you can see where they got it in there. So here are some of the things that they claim were going to happen. Uh, because of, you know, man's uh, injustice to the uh, environment uh, prior, to yeah, ma- th- prior to 1970. Okay. So that was 46 years ago. So let's see what's happened. Okay. So Nobel laureate George Wald uh, prophesied in 1970, se- se- 1970 the first uh, uh, Earth Day, that civilization would end unless immediate action is taken against problems facing mankind well, we're still here 46 years later, right? You didn't mean right away. <laughs> yeah, right, at some point. Well, I could tell you right now, I can predict that someday mankind will be gone, too, because that's the nature of things. Because one day the sun will envelop our planet. Right, exactly. Uh, next, Paul Ehrlich, who was the author of the book The Population Bomb, forecast in 1907 that vast famines would occur in that decade. He said it was going to happen in the 1970s and the next, England would be hit by would food by food shortages, and the nation uh, the the entire UK would collapse, and then civilization would come to an end. You see a little trend here. They like the idea of civilization coming to an end. So the fact that we're not living in caves right. and beating each other with uh, I bones. I love how they
1: sit there and say, "Oh, we don't have to worry about the war." But oh my God, global right. warming—it's
0: crazy. So and and, uh, and all all the economies, the world's economies are going to collapse, and yet the world's per capita GDP has grown. Um, even as the population of the uh, of the planet has increased, uh-huh. and fewer people live in poverty, so so much for that prediction. Uh, next prediction: uh, the in January of nineteen seventy, Life Magazine. Life Magazine, the Life. most probably the most iconic <coughs> magazine in American history. Not so much anymore because they don't exist, but um, for a long but, time. But, but for a long time, Time Life was that. That was it. Your Time Magazine, Life Magazine was the sort of the photo journal. Of the uh, of the of the nation, claimed that people would have to wear gas masks within ten years due to pollution. Uh, close, and that so in, close, and that in 1985, air pollution would cause the world to receive only half the half the normal amount of sunlight. <laughs> now let's go. Let's take a look at that prediction. Well, in fact, air quality is better than it was in 1970 right Well, now. they're going to say that's because better. we jumped on it and they fixed <laughs> right, it. Right, right, right. I mean, right, that's the right, good thing right, is
1: is right. that they make these outlandish things and then they say, well, you know, well, we fix well,
0: why it? Well, why is the climate changing if we've been fixing it, if we've been doing all the right things? I don't know. Okay, next prediction. Kenneth Watt, an ecologist, predicted in 1970 that there was going to be no more oil left. Watt wasn't the only one who thought the world's oil was peaking, <clears throat> but he was wrong. In fact, today... There's actually an oil glut, uh, which is one of the reasons why prices have come down. And uh, there's no sign in sight of any oil shortages that aren't, f- you know, fake oil shortages.
1: Yeah. Well, you know.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, well.
1: You know, f- facts have very little to do with agendas.
0: Yeah. Okay. So let's see. Um, also, um, Paul Ehrlich also predicted at that time that, uh, that the world's food supply was going to, uh, rapidly decrease and that we'd all be starving to death and, and, uh, he, but he did have to come out and admit that he was wrong in 2009. He said the, the, the most serious flaw in his book, the population bomb was that it was too optimistic about the future, too optimistic. So it's like I'm not wrong. It's just amazing. Right, exactly. <laughs> um and, and and there were and there were other demographers who at the time that he wrote the book came out and unanimous they unanimously agreed. So here's the thing. When the scientists all agree, you know they're wrong. Yes. And he said the entire world they they agreed unanimously that thirty years from now, which would have been two thousand, the year two thousand, that the entire world, the entire world would be in famine. It apparently missed filling me. Um yeah, i'm i'm gonna outlive you guys all <laughs> that's right uh let's see okay um uh, number six okay prediction from world, from the first earth day childbearing will be a punishable crime against society unless the parents hold a government license that was the prediction. only in socialist countries right exactly china yeah uh, right. soon to be india yeah Uh, David Bauer, who was the first executive director of the Sierra Club, which are eco-nuts, said all potential parents should be required to use contraceptive chemicals because of the growth of the population. We should be chemically sterile. In China, yeah. No, no. Mm. Everywhere, he said. But uh,
1: but what I'm saying is, is in socialist countries they do that. Hitler wanted to do that.
0: Yeah, he did. Um, Next prediction. By the year 2000, well, we already said that. No more crude oil. That was just another prediction that was in there. So, that's kind of what we got out of the first world day. That's what climate alarmists Earth day. bring you. Not Earth Day. I'm sorry, Earth Day. Thank you. Earth Day World Day. I don't g- care. They don't get to keep the they don't get to they don't get to do that. But anyway. So uh real quick I want to get another story in before we uh, head out because we're getting to the end of the show. And um now we got some uh I did a story a little while ago talking about how um the government, the Attorney General, was going to go after um, co- companies, oil companies, claiming that that they were going to go after them to claim, uh, like tobacco companies, if you remember, Phil, yes. about the, you know them putting out false information about climate change and things. And they now are uh, having to admit that apparently State Department officials have wor- coordinated with climate activists to investigate whether ExxonMobil hid the truth about global warming, and that type of collaboration is actually illegal for them to do that. For Really? The yes. <laughs> nice. So emails obtained and released by the Energy and Environmental Legal Institute show that a number of state attorneys general and their staff received advice and guidelines from environmental activists at a March 29th meeting in New York. On the same day that they held a major press conference. Uh-huh. Surprise.
1: Surprise, surprise. Yeah.
0: And uh, so now there's all these other investigations now are going, are are going to be taking place. Find out because that type of collusion is actually illegal. They're not allowed to do that.
1: <laughs> you know, it's
0: just amazing. It's amazing how, how, it's
1: amazing how this is coming out of the same people who are saying, oh, the government's bad and the, this, you know, and uh, that, you know, all these people are crazy, and it's just amazing, the double standard.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: It's amazing, you know.
0: Well, if you don't believe me, then I'm going to change the facts. That's the thing. Okay? Right. And that's what, they, that's what they, they, they want to do. It's just, you know, more of the environmental wackos. This story kind of went with the other story yeah, in there. So it's, what we're going to do is we're going to try and punish any company that's producing carbon fuels right. by claiming that any time that they said the facts don't back up what you're asserting— that we're going to go after them for like the tobacco companies, so yeah. Anyway,
1: it's just amazing. It's just amazing.
0: It, it is. It's uh, how
1: how 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 fanatical.
0: Yeah, it's fan- fanatical to the point that I don't don't mess don't mess with my argument with facts. Do not bring facts right, out. Right. Right. You know. Right. Like. Right. And how they how they how how it's
1: such a, it's it's a religion. It's yeah. a cultist religion because it's not even like they will have a discussion on it you can't even you can't even say hey go i got into an argument with somebody recently mm. and i said listen just go look up the facts right and they got pissed i know the facts i said no you really don't
0: right right because because if somebody says it i have to accept it's the truth
1: well if if somebody right. who i think is you know like leonardo dicaprio coming out and talking about global warming hey what does he actually know right exactly Who has ever said Leonardo DiCaprio is smart?
0: They're they're the number one people. The actors actually believe that they are whoever they've played, right? Right, and they also think that you know they know better than the average person. But yeah, anyway, you
1: know, it's it's really downright. You you got anything else before we run out of time? You know, I do. I got a couple little quick things. Mm -hmm. Um, One one of the things I saw, which was I thought was great, is China made an announcement they're going to be on Mars by twenty twenty.
0: Or they're try to be. Uh, I could actually believe China will do it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't think they even care if the person they send lives. Because they're not weak like us. Yeah. Right?
0: right. Yeah, right. They don't care if they live or not.
1: Right. You know, that guy died. We'll launch another one. They got a billion of them, and it ain't like they're going to run out. <laughs> That's right. You'll, you'll run out of room and space to send rockets before you run out of Chinese people. Uh, that was racist, I think. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but, uh, but then. The other thing I wanted to talk about, and and we don't have a lot of time, which is probably good because my knowledge on this is not very strong. Okay. Is right now, and and this is, I think I'm kind of for the EU breaking up. And I'm basing that because Obama wants to keep it. Yeah. So I'm thinking if he wants to keep it, it's got to be bad and costing people money.
0: Well, it has proven to be bad. Right. I mean, for, for most, it, you know, for the, most countries in the EU, it's been bad, except for Germany. Germany's the only one that's done really well. Um, right. From from all the things that I've seen, it's hurt a lot of a lot of the smaller con- countries.
1: So. Yeah. So I I just kind of was like, he he's over there telling England. There was a mayor over in England that got like really bent that he was telling him what to yeah. you know to stay in it and stuff.
0: Right. Right. And threatening him. He actually threatens. yeah he threatened them. yeah
1: you know and it's like ah.
0: I don't really he, care. He basically told the people over in England that they'd be pushed to the back of the queue if they didn't stay in the EU. Right. That, you know, America was going to, you know, continue to do its trading with the EU and that they'd basically fall behind. Yeah. I, I would have I told him to go F himself.
1: Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. But I, I also want to blend that into a little bit bigger of a topic is mm-hmm. why do people in other care, countries, like, I, I was... You know, I was on my Facebook page. I got people from all over the world on my Facebook page, Mm -hmm. Uh, mainly because of the other show we do and stuff. You know, right? And uh, one of the guys was like, he's Australian, and he's like putting up this anti-Cruz stuff. And I'm like, yeah, why? Why? Well, why do you? And he's like, well, you know, you don't want you don't want Cruz being your president. I'm like, well, I've seen your other posts. You'd be a crew supporter in the U.S. Right. You know, based on the stuff he's saying about his own government. Right. Then I started thinking, I don't give a crap. I almost said the S word. Right. I don't give a crap. Who's the prime minister? I don't even know. Do they have a prime minister in, yes. in Australia? Yes, they do. Yeah. Don't know. Don't care. Why should it matter to you who's our president? I I, I, can, I can agree Why with that. Why are you trying to influence I, me? I, I, can, I live here. I, I can agree with that. I have to I with can agree city. with
0: that up to a point. And, and, and I'll tell you the point. Give me the point. I want... I... Wa- <laughs> I, I I I want the the UK Prime Minister to be a conservative, so when because I've seen that they when they've had one in there, yes. they've been a good partner for the U.S. Okay, in I, crisis around right. the world. I, I agree. When they, when they have a liberal in there, not so much.
1: Yeah, but like this guy didn't even know like who the conservatives and the Republicans and the Democrats and the liberals where they, he, who he, the they he, were. He
0: heard something from somebody else and he took it as fact. Yeah. and believed it. Right.
1: And it's you know, like uh,
0: you can you thing? imagine how Trump gets portrayed overseas?
1: I don't. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, what they what they banned him in England from coming to England after the Muslim comment, right? They said he couldn't come to England.
1: Is that actually can they do that? Sure. What happens when he becomes president?
0: They'll they'll swallow deep and have to deal with it because the American, you know,
1: and then he should make them swallow deep and have to deal with it, and then turn around and say, "No, I'm not going."
0: Everybody has to realize the number one reason why you the U.S. has as much power as it is. everybody thinks it's the military or anything like that. It's not. It's the dollar. It's the dollar. It's absolutely the dollar. Everybody wants the dollar. We're the largest trading partner of anybody Can't in the world. Can't go to the
1: strip bar without the dollar.
0: Right. You can, talk, you can talk about China all you want. China does is now the biggest economy in the world, but that's not the point. Okay. Americans spend their money. Yeah. You know,
1: Chinese people give it to the government <laughs> Well, and I mean, get told not to have kids.
0: You know. They they you know, it doesn't really matter. I mean you have enough people, you're gonna have a big economy. So anyway.
1: So, um yeah. So I, I just I was a little a little pissed off that other people in other countries are telling me what I who I should vote for.
0: You know, yeah, no, they shouldn't be telling you who you're gonna vote for. But I mean I can definitely I can understand if uh if they're being told things that are you know completely you know off the wall, and I think that's what they are. I you know the press. It's not just in the U.S. The press does try to manipulate. I people. mean,
1: I could see if you were in Syria caring who our president was, since we apparently invaded Syria this weekend.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: and I noticed how big that was on the news coverage and everything. Right. Obama has invaded way more countries than George Bush. Yeah. You know, we now have boots on the ground in Syria.
0: Yes. Uh well we we had uh 50 now we're going to have five times that number. Yeah. Yeah, right. Like, no boots. No boots on the ground. No, no boots, on, boots the, on the ground. No There's a the lot ground. of boots on the ground. No boots on the ground.
1: Uh you know and and I noticed our media is not covering that at all. That kind of pisses me off too. Yeah. It's like this guy just invades countries at will. But George <laughs> Bush is a devil.
0: Right, right. Well well he the difference is George Bush sent enough people in to win. Yeah. Whereas Obama sends people in just to be pretty much be targets. Hey, did remember the story I did last week about the uh drone strike on the plane? Yes. Did you hear the news this week about it? No, I didn't. Well, apparently the drone was a plastic bag.
1: Oh. <laughs> so. Wait, plastic bag is in like legit
0: plastic bag? Or weather balloon, Area
1: Fifty One, plastic bag. No,
0: I think uh, actually, like uh, you like your grocery store crummy plastic bag. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um <laughs> I mean, how stupid can you be? Did how
1: do you make that mistake?
0: I don't know. The guy saw something. I think he saw something, and it and it probably you know. How, how does a, it, it? It was during landing. And you know those plastic bags can get carried up, right, you know, Uh into the uh air. um, uh, Well, tell him he
1: should stop throwing his plastic bag out the window when he's done eating his lunch. That's number one.
0: Right. They're not saying absolutely it was a plastic bag, but there seems to be a fair amount of evidence to suggest it was a plastic (laughs) bag.
1: (laughs) Drone, it's a plane. (laughs) No. It yeah, was a yeah. ch- uh, Well, you or, know what? That goes back to global warming and how we need to clean up and well, take care of our
0: environment. isn't it a much better news story to say there was a drone strike on a plane than there is to say a plastic bag.
1: In yeah, a plane? plastic bag attacks on 747. Yeah. That's just kind of crazy.
0: So do I have enough time or do you got another story you want to do?
1: We got like 20 seconds.
0: Oh, then I'm not going to. But we start should a story. talk about how nuclear how, I'll, I'll, I'll how te- North Korea is going nuclear. I'll, I'll, I'll te- tease the, next week. I'll tease it for next week. Next week I'm going to do a story about man spreading
1: Oh God!
0: It is not as gay as you think, Phil. Uh, it just sounds gay. But it, <laughs> it does sound gay, doesn't it? Next week, this show will be super, super, fantastic. Two snaps up, woo! Fabulous. <laughs> Make sure you check back.
1: Wow.